0: Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past week. I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by frigid Midwest Matt. Matt, how's it, how's it going?
1: It's going all right. What's, how are you?
0: How is the weather out there, he asked for the first time.
1: Um, well, it's been cold.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: on Tuesday, <laughs> uh... Uh, I went outside to throw some stuff away, recycling garbage and garbage
0: What was the what was the temperature when you went to do this?
1: Uh, I think that it was negative nineteen at the time. Uh huh. Or no, maybe it was negative twenty-two. Anyway, it was it was it was low. And, uh, usually, uh, it gets down to like negative 11 around here. And that's usually the point that when you breathe in through your nose, it feels like your nose hairs are freezing into ice daggers. Uh Uh-huh. So I walked outside and expected it to somehow be worse than that. And it wasn't. And then once I threw everything away and started walking back to my apartment building, a gust of wind came and... That well, changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 fronts of my legs were just suddenly seats of ice. Yeah, uh, it, it was. Yeah, it was brutal.
0: Really brutal. Is that the? Is it the coldest it's been since you've been in Chicago?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so.
0: One time, and this was probably uh, oh, this was it was like Super Bowl weekend because it was when the Bears were in the Super Bowl, and I came to visit you. Yeah. Uh, it was when I took my cold weather vacation and I visited my sister in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and the temperature there was like negative 10 with like a negative 40 wind chill. And uh, I was walking around with my brother in law and we were going to do a tour of Lambeau Field and the wind blew and it literally knocked the wind out of me. Like I felt the air get pulled from my body. And oh, I was, yeah. and I, and I immediately went. Okay, I'm done with this vacation. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I left Green Bay, came down to see you in Chicago, uh, and I got off the train, and uh, and I had to like walk between like the skyscrapers in Chicago, which are just wind tunnels at that point. Yeah. And I've never been so cold in my entire life is when I was like walking. To see to see you and it was super bowl like the super bowl had already started so no one in chicago was was out because i think it was the bears and the colts were playing that year because i think yeah. that's when uh the bears lost to the Colts. oh yeah and uh and uh, i just there was nobody out and it was so cold and I, and I wasn't entirely sure i was going the right way what a vacation yeah.
1: Yeah, if, uh, if anybody out there hasn't been to a uh, big city that's cold as hell, uh, you might have this notion that you can you can beat the cold by just ducking in between some big buildings. That is not how things work.
0: Nope, makes the wind worse. Yeah,
1: it's just a little funnel of cold.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyhow. So that was Vacation Corner. All uh, right. If you would like to sponsor one of our corners, <laughs> <laughs> check, us, check us out on Patreon. Um, Matt. This is a podcast about movies and not the weather. What have you seen this week?
1: Uh, I saw two movies this week, Nick. Yeah? Uh, I saw something called Happy Death Day, which I've been wanting to watch for quite some time. Uh-huh. And then I watched a movie called Pie Wacket.
0: <laughs> How do you even spell that?
1: P-Y-E-W-A-C-K-E-T.
0: P Y E W. I had to give up already. Um, well, it's I like watched...
1: P-Y-E and then whack it.
0: Oh, there it is. Pie, whack it. All right. Um, I watched two movies as well. I also saw Happy Death Day. And I watched another DC animated film called Batman and Harley Quinn.
1: Oh, actually, you know what? I didn't think about it. But I also watched Batman Year One.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen that as well. Um well, I guess we should just get started. I would love to start with Batman and Harley Quinn.
1: Okay, go for it.
0: Um this movie was just terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was really, really bad. Um it's it and I kinda had high hopes for it going into it because it's uh produced by Bruce Tim, who uh who's like the mind behind Batman the animated series, the Justice League. Uh, And those like 90-ish DC cartoons that were awesome. Um, And uh, it's got Kevin Conroy as Batman again. It has... um, Who's the guy who plays Nightwing? I don't know. It's the guy who plays Nightwing who played the voice of Robin in the animated series too, like the Dick Grayson Robin. Uh Um, But he plays Nightwing in this movie. And uh, they got a new voice for Harley Quinn. I couldn't figure out who the actress was. Uh, I guess she's from... Uh, I think it's Melissa Rauch. I guess she's on the Big Bang Theory, but I don't watch the Big Bang Theory, so I don't I don't know I don't know. Um but it's not like the voice from the the cartoons Harley Quinn and it just sounds like a girl doing the "Hey Mr. J" kind of an accent even though she never says Mr. J. Uh uh-huh. this, this is a Jokerless Harley Quinn movie. Um anyway, so the plot of this movie is uh Poison Ivy and some swamp monster named the Floronic Man uh, or Jason Woodrew. uh I guess he's from the fifth dimension or something. Uh, Poison Ivy and the Floronic Man team up and they're going to try and destroy the world because, you know, plants. Um, they love plants and they hate people. And Batman and Nightwing are trying to stop her. And in order to do that, they need Harley Quinn to take them to poison Ivy. Now, Harley Quinn, for whatever reason, was released from prison and has been off the radar for however long. And Nightwing takes it upon himself to, um, well, here's, here's the thing Bat- Night- Batman's trying to figure out where poison Ivy is and Nightwing's trying to figure out where Harley Quinn is. So, this is when the movie turns just terrible, is that they have this sequence of Robin walking around Gotham City in full costume, just walking on the sidewalk, holding up a have you like a picture of Harley Quinn and asking people, have you seen Harley Quinn? And it's like a sequence of like cutaways of, of people going, Harley Quinn, I don't know who that is. And, and like 10 different characters. And we keep cutting back to them because they're just so funny. That's the thing about this movie, is that they tried to make a Batman comedy. Uh, There's only one joke in the whole thing that worked for me, and I can't believe that it did. And I'll get to that. (laughs) Um but but like the idea of nightwing just walking around the streets of Gotham City just like walking around like not like like and people are walking past him and not even giving him a second look uh is just so ridiculous and while he's walking he comes across this restaurant called Super Babes and it's basically hooters but the waitresses are all dressed like uh dc superheroines and um like there's like a power girl in there there's a Starfire a Wonder Woman there's there's all kinds of like the female DC characters and then there's a Harley Quinn character and guess who she is
1: guess who she is
0: yeah who's who is she like who does
1: the voice
0: no it's it's I'll just it's Harley, Quinn. Harley Quinn yeah she's yeah. the Harley Quinn is is Harley Quinn uh-oh so Robin follows her home in this long sequence of her walking from a long a nice neighborhood to worse and worse neighborhoods till she gets to her apartment in some condemned building. And I guess we're supposed to feel bad for her in this moment cuz you're like, "Oh, man, Harley Quinn's just trying to get back on her feet." And you're like, "Okay, good for Harley Quinn." And then Nightwing is like Nightwing pops down and he's like, "Harley, we need to know where Poison Ivy is." And Harley Quinn is like, "Well, I don't want to get involved with you. Get away from me." And Nightwing this is
1: sounding very familiar. I think I might have read this book
0: Really, this was based on something. Yeah. Oh, it must be awful. And uh, (laughs) and so Harley Quinn's like, I don't want to get involved. I'm done with costumes and capes. Leave leave me alone. And Robin won't or uh, Nightwing won't leave her alone. And eventually, they have this long drawn out fight. And at the end of the fight, Harley Quinn wins uh, after like injecting Nightwing with some uh, Joker venom. Uh, and he starts doing the laughing until he passes out. Then th- I know I'm getting really involved with the the step by step of this, but <laughs> but it goes somewhere. Trust me. Okay. So it wakes up, or Nightwing wakes up, tied to a bed in Harley Quinn's apartment, and she's just monologuing to herself about how.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely read this book because I remember
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She he she's monologuing to herself about about how she doesn't want to get involved and Nightwing is awake and she's, and he's tied up. And then like they have like an exchange and then she goes, all right, well I'm going to get changed into my Harley Quinn costume. And she like strips down to her underwear and then goes to the closet and starts like sl- uh, sliding through all her different Harley Quinn costumes. And, and then she bends over and her, the, the, her, her underwear goes right up her butt. And like a thong and it cuts back to Nightwing and he's like, Oh, 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 pretty lady is bent over in front of me. And she stands up, looks back at him and looks down at what can only be his penis.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the implication is that, that Nightwing has an erection and, and Harley Quinn then proceeds to basically sexually assault him. Um, like, she's like, we're going to do this night wing and you're going to like it. And he's like, well, if I'm going to like it, I guess I'll just like it. He just he basically says, he basically says, I guess I'm on board. And Harley Quinn says, I'll take that as a yes. And then the lights go out. And the implication is that they bang. And, and it's like, what the hell am I watching
1: you're watching a, a James Bond movie in reverse. <laughs> it,
0: uh, it was, it was ridiculous. And then, like the next scene involves like, uh, and then it cuts away to Batman. And uh, and and Batman is talking to some super cop. I don't understand. <laughs> he's just
1: watching from the window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Batman's talking to some super cop who has like a metal arm and he wants information on some missing scientist. And the guy with the metal arm crushes this coffee can or coffee mug. And he goes like, Johnson. And so while Batman's talking in the frame walks this guy who's just staring at Batman and he's got a rag. And you can tell he's like cleaning the um uh the coffee mess with a rag and he's just like staring at batman while batman's talking and then he stands up and as he goes to walk away he turns to batman he goes big fan batman big fan and walks away and then batman goes to find nightwing because nightwing should have checked in by now and uh he finds nightwing and harley quinn having a tickle fight with each other and he gives Robin a look and as he walks, as they walk away to go to the Batmobile, Robin like said, or Nightwing says to himself, Oh, like you never hooked up with a super villain before. And I went, well, that's kind of a good point. Nightwing still, um, then, and then this is like the ne- next point I'm going to get to. And then I'll basically be done with this movie. Um, they're in the Batmobile, they're driving for a while and Harley Quinn goes, Hey guys, do you mind if we pull over somewhere? Those hot wings from super babes are really messing with my stomach. And Batman's like, no, we're not stopping because Batman's kind of had it up to here with Harley Quinn's antics at this point. And she <laughs> goes, well, we really need to stop because my stomach really hurts. And Batman goes, we're not stopping. We're not stopping for anything till we get to blood Haven. And Harley Quinn goes, fine. You asked for it. Followed by a long, loud fart. Where she, like, leans to one side and Robin starts grabbing his nose going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It smells so bad. It smells so bad. And Batman goes, yes, it smells like discipline. <laughs> and that cracked me up. I was like, that's, that's pretty funny. All right. That, that got me. And then, <laughs> and then they do it again. Yeah. She farts again. And th- and at this point, Batman covers his nose, and they stop at a re- at a gas station for Harley Quinn to go poop. Um. Oh, there is one other thing I want to mention. They drive. They get done their trip, and they go to this nightclub, I guess, for henchmen supervillain henchmen because there's like a bunch of people from batman the animated series there including captain
1: Clown. these sorts of things just make it easy to capture everybody
0: you would think but they're all just there having a good time and it's at this point the movie puts you through not one but two musical sequences where where we watch we watch these two guys, like these two twin guys that have been in on in Batman before. I've seen them in the animated series. They sing a song. I forget the name of the song, but it's a song I've heard before. But they sing it in its entirety, and I took a picture. Actually, I'm going to send this picture to you right now over the telephone. Um, I took You're sending
1: a, me a picture of a song.
0: No, of um of the 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 the, the what. I I sent it to you. You can describe it to the people if you like, but it's these two twin Uh, brothers singing a song.
1: Oh, there it is.
0: And the one guy bends down, like gets down on his knees and puts his microphone where the other singer.
1: Oh yeah. It totally looks like he's giving the other singer a blood job.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell am I watching? What is this movie? So that song goes on for about three minutes
1: and then I paused it and took a picture of <laughs> yeah. it to save it for later. I
0: rewound it so that I could send it to you. And then immediately after that song, Harley Quinn gets on stage and sings a whole other song.
1: Yeah, well, you got to pad the runtime.
0: And at some point, someone orders Batman a glass of milk. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's so bad. It was really, really bad. I hated it. It's like an hour and twenty minutes too, and I was like, God, this is awful. The Yeah,
1: that the, sounds painful. Yeah,
0: it was pretty bad. Check it out.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> and then again, I may have already. I don't know. Maybe maybe I saw the movie, but I'm I'm pretty sure pretty sure I read that book.
0: Oh man. It was really it was really painful to watch. And they they it's like they tried to make a lighthearted batman cartoon but it just doesn't work and like the music in the movie is really like the the music doesn't work there's like this opening cartoon sequence that just doesn't work everything about it it just feels like a bad idea and it's another one of these dc animated movies directed by sam liu, L-I-U. And he's the guy who's directed like all of the DC ones. And this movie didn't, didn't have the problem that I've had with all of the other ones where it felt like characters would speak and wait. And then they would speak again. This one it felt like they were having actual conversations and it's always great to have Kevin Conroy as Batman. Like, I don't know why they ever have anyone else as Batman. Um, and, uh, the guy who does the voice of, of Nightwing is great to have him back. Um, But there's no Commissioner Gordon. There's no Robin in this movie. It's just bad. It's really just a bad movie. There's so many better ones out there to check out.
1: Well, speaking of which, uh, I watched Batman Year One.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) And uh, for folks who don't know, this is another book written by Frank Miller, who did The Dark Knight Returns. Um, And... uh, this movie's a, I think an hour and 5 minutes or so um and it doesn't have Kevin Conroy but the guy who does Batman's voice is decent um Brian Cranston does the voice of Jim Gordon um and most of the voice work's good uh, Eliza Dushku does the voice of uh Catwoman but she's not very good uh-huh um but this is a, a book that's a, a, a movie that is about batman's first year as batman where you know it's kind of like batman begins and you actually do see a lot borrowed from this story in batman begins Mm -hmm. um and 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 here you get to see a lot of the stuff that wasn't in there but it's uh it's extremely loyal to the book and i thought it was really good um yeah I, i would i would recommend it and Uh, You know, by the way, if you're looking for, going back to Nick's thing, if you're looking for something that is a lighthearted Batman story, Batman's not the only one in it, but if you go to the old Justice League cartoon, there's an episode where, uh, I think it's Mixelplik, turns um, Wonder Woman into a pig, (laughs) and that episode, it shouldn't work, and it does. And there's even a point where Batman sings a song. And like it, throughout the whole episode, every joke that was happening, as I saw it coming, I'm like, oh no! And then they would make the joke, and I'd go, <laughs> that's kind of funny. And they get to this point where they want Batman to sing a song. I'm like, I do not want to see Batman sing a song. And then it happens, and it cracked me up. So check that out too.
0: I think it's in an, an episode called This Little Piggy,
1: probably. Yeah, and I'm not going to go much deeper into Batman Year One. I, I would just say rec- I, it's it's a definite recommend. Uh, 65 minutes, good story. Check it out.
0: Yeah, I remember I remember seeing it. I remember liking it. Uh, I never read the Year One storybook, but um, you've I'm sure you've seen uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. Um, when I was watching it, I was like, I feel like Mask of the Phantasm is basically the same story, um, but done a little better.
1: Oh, I don't re- I don't remember Mask of the Phantasm that well. Oh, it's um, it's
0: really good. They just had a uh, a Blu-ray come out of it like they remastered the whole thing.
1: But isn't Mask of the Phantasm like he's chasing around someone who's like sort of holding court or something on all these supervillains?
0: Uh, yes.
1: That doesn't sound similar to Batman Year
0: One. Well, because there's it. It involves Batman's early years. There's a lot of flashbacks to when um, to when he f- was first starting out, and when, well, they do
1: certainly borrow the storylines for a lot of different things. So, yeah. if there's some overlap, yeah, I'm not, not too surprised.
0: Yeah, check out Mask of the Phantasm again. You would love it.
1: I, I'm I'm open to seeing that again, but. All right. So uh so so what's next?
0: So you want to P- talk about Piwacket. Piwacket. wacket.
1: Right. So again, you know, for anyone who does want to check this out. it's P Y E W A C K E T. Uh and um so the the plot to this movie is that there's a young-looking uh there's a young lady who uh she's a teenager she's in high school and she's kind of got like a somewhere between grunge and goth um she and her friends and she's played by Nicole Munez, who I've not seen in anything else I don't think her name's Leah um her mom is Lori Holden who is the blonde from um the walking dead
0: oh um, the awful one
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so <laughs>
0: yeah I, all right I don't know who she is yeah she is the terrible one
1: but she she's fine in this um the the character's not written great cuz it's a little over the top and then there's sort of a switch um but the the idea is that there's tension it's mother and daughter going through a lot of tension and of course Nick give me a guess that if you wanted to have a movie about mother daughter tension what's the first thing you need to establish in the movie oh
0: jeez um, no father
1: Yep, he's dead. All right, good job. Huh, right. Okay, <laughs> you know how this is done. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so so dad died at some point. Doesn't they don't say why. It doesn't really matter. Um, and for the most part, I'm actually going to give this movie a good review. Uh, it's clearly not an expensive movie, but it doesn't look low budget. Uh-huh. Like the production's pretty good, but the scares and creepy things are done uh in low budget ways. So so what happens is mom and daughter aren't getting along. Mom's pretty insulting and and they do a pretty good job with the with the pacing to to give you time to feel the powerlessness of this teenager. It's kind of like powerlessness of being a neglected kid, a little bit like Harry Potter or something. Uh-huh. And, um, and just having no voice. Cause her mom's like, Hey, guess what? I can't live in this house anymore. Cause you're dead dad. So we're moving. Mm-hmm. She's like, ah, I don't want to move. And then her mom's like, I don't really care what you want. Uh, you don't matter anymore. And, and that stuff gets a little over the top. Like I said, like, and it, so, these grunge goth kids, at the very beginning of the movie, are going to a book signing for an author of the occult. Oh. <laughs> They're really occult. So, when mom moves the daughter, she uh, goes out in this cabin in the woods. She goes out into the woods and does a ritual.
0: The mom? called call the daughter. The mom does wagon, the thing? No,
1: the daughter. The daughter does the ritual okay to have Piwacket come and kill her mom.
0: You're breaking up a little bit, so I'm just making sure we get all the facts.
1: Sure. Uh so the daughter does a ritual based on what she's got in her occult book. Okay. To to summon Piwacket to kill her mom.
0: She wants to kill her mom? Yes. She wants to kill her mom because she doesn't want to move.
1: No, she wants to kill her mom cuz her mom already moved her and treats her like garbage and told her she's a loser like literally and it's still a bit over the top uh-huh but you know it's 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 not she doesn't come off as just a spoiled teenager she comes off as kind of like frustrated and disturbed and just desperate okay um and and that's helped by the fact that the acting is pretty good um and then once she she Once she does a ritual, like she cuts her wrist because that's involved. And then mom saw that she cut her wrist. And all of a sudden, mom's like, oh, man, I've been too hard on you. And she just like eases up. It sort of shakes her out of things, Uh which is great timing because now Piwack, it's coming. (laughs) She's already done uh, the
0: ritual, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so that's where the scares start. Um, And it's like I said, it's effective stuff like sounds. There's one thing that's, like, a movement in the background that's pretty cool, and, um, like, there's this one little thing where, like, they spill milk, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool how this milk spilled. And and so it's just these little tiny things that give it a pretty good atmosphere, and up until the end of the movie, I was pretty with it. Um, I would say it's not quite the level of quality, but, like, I would say it's kind of like a modern-day answer to The Witch. You know, which takes place in, like, olden times. This is just like the witch taking place in newen times. Okay. And uh, youngen times. <laughs> and uh, and sometimes you're in the vantage point of Piwacket, and that's done pretty well. Um, so, I mean, and they,
0: you may have said it, and I, I may have missed it, but what what is Piwacket?
1: Uh, you know, they don't actually say. I guess a demon. Okay. Uh, but he
0: walks the earth kind of a thing, or...?
1: Well once Pywacket is summoned it's you don't really you don't exactly see it um that much. I mean there is one point where you do but it's kind of blurred out. Um and so yeah it's it's kind of crawling around and when you're when you're in its vantage point there's something about the way the camera moves. It's not every scene that it's done perfectly but it it it's pretty effective. Um, I will say, without spoiling the ending, that the end of this movie it doesn't go like super outright dumb. It's it's not like one of those movies where like, you know, like the haunting, where all of a sudden she's grandpa, you're haunting my house, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't take a weird turn. But there's some stuff that happens in the last fifteen minutes, maybe ten minutes that makes the last one minute not surprising at all, but the way it plays out, it's kind of like you're, you're left at the end of the movie on, did that movie think that was a twist? Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause, Cause it wasn't, <laughs> you know, like I actually don't quite understand why this person did what they did, because I feel like we already knew that. Yeah. So um, I, I would recommend this movie. I've, I, and if you like horror movies um it's a i think it's a tight hour and a half um and uh yeah yeah, if you like horror movies check it out
0: okay pie west it's,
1: it's it's not too uh it's not very like gory or anything like that the 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 horror element is really the the atmosphere okay yeah
0: all right that's cool it. um now well, that brings us to the movie we both saw this week, Happy, Happy Death Day. Day. How did you feel about Happy Death Day, Matt? Overall, yeah,
1: I truly enjoyed it. I thought it was fun.
0: I agree. Uh, up until the last fifteen twenty minutes, okay, I, I did not like the 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 last bit of it, but uh. Alright. But if you haven't seen Happy Death Day, we're gonna spoil it. So check it out because it was it's totally worth watching.
1: Well let's give a let's give a plot before we uh dive into spoilers. Horror,
0: to... horror movie Groundhog Day. Oh there you go. Well done. <laughs> 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 um so like this girl, she's a she's a like this sorority girl whose name is Tree. Um,
1: which that's a nickname just fyi her name's teresa but people call her tree
0: uh but she's listed as tree in the credits too which is which was really confusing i was like what what tree but it's teresa um she is a a horrible person um just like the, the worst kind of sorority girl for the most part and uh i guess you know she's in college and she wakes up in the dorm room of some guy she doesn't know, uh, hungover, and uh, she gets up, is a bitch to the guy, leaves, and uh, goes about her day until the end of the day when she's like on her way to this party and she gets murdered. And uh, the minute she's murdered, she wakes up again, reliving the day she just did. Um, and, uh, basically, basically she kind of figures out that in order to, uh, to stop the, the loop, she's got to solve her own murder kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it goes from there. Uh, yeah.
1: it's a very, uh, kind of tongue in cheek sort of humor horror movie. So if you like that sort of thing, um, if you enjoyed the kind of in scream, how the, 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 ghost face killer was clumsy and stuff and that sort of stuff makes you laugh. Check it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, definitely a total recommend. Uh, I'm very excited to see the sequel that's coming out. Uh, not too far from now. Um, and, uh, totally, totally cool. Like I can't believe I haven't seen this movie until, uh, we watched it last night. Um, it's, it's great. Um, so from here on out, we're going to spoil the hell out of the movie.
1: Spoiling it out.
0: So you've been warned. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. Um, the one thing that I, I think the movie needed a lot more and I hope is in the sequel is, uh, uh, I hope the sequel is rated R, uh, because this was like a goreless horror movie. Like,
1: but it was rated R, wasn't it? No,
0: it was PG 13. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, like, like, like a lot of the violence is really, I don't want to say censored, but it's like non-violently violent. Like she gets she gets murdered so many different times, but you never really get to see her get murdered, which I think would add to like the, the comedy aspect of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, like a, like a lot of the, like, a like this movie, I feel like didn't really know its tone. It like, it felt like it had a, an idea of what it wanted to do, but wasn't fully committed to it. Um, Like, like for instance, it, it wants to be a comedy, but it like, it, it, backs off of just sheer jokes like there's some really good moments like that one sequence where they have like the the montage where she's walking around naked and stuff yeah uh i thought that was great like that whole montage i thought was great where she's like t- t- cutting her hair off doing all kinds of different things because she knows yeah, she gets she
1: starts it, having fun with she it.
0: she has fun with it and i and i w- wish the movie had more of that
1: i wouldn't mind more of that but i but i felt was pretty consistent
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I feel like the, the movie just didn't, didn't really embrace itself, uh, to its fullest extent.
1: Uh, Um, I I think, I think that there, there's one way to look at it might be like to, to maybe want the R, um, which I, I wouldn't say is wrong, but I'd also say that this is a PG 13 horror movie done right.
0: Yes, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, uh, the main uh, actress who who plays Tree is a girl called Jessica Roth, who I'm going to click on her name. Um, she's awesome. She was amazing. I guess she's in La La Land also. Um, but I, I
1: didn't expect I her to that. be great. I didn't either. I kind throughout of throughout the movie, I'm like her comedic work is good. There's a moment towards the end, and it doesn't feel too like too like a uh, crowbarred in uh-huh. where she's actually a bit upset. I thought that worked really well too
0: yeah where- uh, when she was Talk talking to her, her dad. dad, yeah I felt mm-hmm. like that's a great that was a great scene. I felt so bad I felt so bad for her um after that because I was like, man, she's just gonna have to go have that conversation with her dad again
1: right well and, and the scene where she wants to be arrested, yeah that's hilarious, yeah,
0: it's great. She does a phenomenal job um all the other actors do a great job too, like the main the main guy, the Carter guy. Yeah. Um he does a great job. Uh like all those actors in that kind of a movie like that Groundhog Day kind of movie where you have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. I really believe that she was restarting the day every time. Like like yeah. it didn't feel like they were phoning it in any of the any of the times. Um
1: Did you notice that the boyfriend guy had weird sideburns?
0: The uh the gay guy?
1: No, the boyfriend guy.
0: Oh, the Carter guy.
1: Yeah, Carter. Yeah, he got, he's got weird sideburns that, like, they shoot forward instead of down. Like, they they're like, and they're really wispy. <laughs> they sort of like outline his cheeks or something. I don't understand what they are. I
0: did not notice his sideburns. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> um, but it, what a good movie! It was so entertaining. Uh, up until the end, like the twist or whatever, I didn't care for. I was like, this is this is dumb. And uh, I,
1: I didn't really,
0: I mean, I mean, the movie has mind to mind it. The movie's got to end. I get it. It's got to end. But
1: my, my problem with that scene, because I mean, it's pretty quick. It's like, here's a twist ending. Yeah. Sort of. And, and then it's over. Um, but it was the acting. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, double spoiler, because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking around this. But, like, her roommate's the one that killed her. And I already knew that from the preview for Happy Death Day to you, Um, Because she says that oh, in the preview for Happy she, Death Day Oh, does she? Oh, man, I'm yeah, so look, glad
0: I forgot that.
1: Yeah. Um, but I I was, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. It doesn't matter. But the, the the roommate was the one person in the movie that I thought was not a very good actress.
0: Yeah. Um, or actor. My wife said and, that she has, like, a neck like a giraffe. Like, her neck just keeps going up, up, up.
1: Well, and and it, I don't know if it's her next fault. <laughs> it leads to uh, her just not, not performing well. And that whole scene, if it was done a bit more like, uh, like, who's the girl from Scream? Who's her, she's her best friend, like Tatum or something. Um, the one who married Marilyn Manson at some point. Um,
0: Rose McGowan?
1: Yeah, yeah. If if she was playing it, someone like that, like, it would have been, it still would have been an unnecessary twist, but it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But there it was just like, man, this feels kind of soap opera-y. Yeah. With this bad acting.
0: Yeah. Like, um, like every time the girl tries to solve her, like, that's the one problem. Like, and I mean, it must suck to have to die every day. <laughs> but, um, like, when she figures out that it's her roommate, And her roommate just starts attacking her. Why doesn't she just die and come back the next day and do it again?
1: I, you know, I think they tried to to cover that a little bit by saying that she comes back in worse shape every time. Yeah, they
0: they abandoned that idea though. Like they.
1: Yeah, I I think that's only. I think that may be the only reason that's really in there is so that she's not using. I don't know, because she is using death as a solution. I, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, know. I mean, like, they kind of add a, a ticking clock element with that, where like the one morning she wakes up and she just kind of collapses and she goes to the hospital. And yeah. the doctor that she's having an affair with says, um, we got your x-ray results back. It looks like your insides are dead. Yeah. And, and she does the math and she's like, oh, every time I die, I die a little more. Each time. Like she's she says, uh, I'm like a cat running out of lives. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, that's an interesting ticking clock uh mechanism, but they don't reference it again.
1: Yeah, she does die a few more times after that, and it's not they they do reference it one more time after that. Do they? But yeah, but she's not seemingly that much more roughed up as it goes along. So it it doesn't it doesn't really hammer at home that she can't just let her roommate kill her. Right. So so you you know, you got a point. It it's not if that was supposed to stop you from thinking that, it's not emphasized enough to do that. Yeah. But but I think if they overemphasized it, it might have taken away from the comedy a little bit too. Um
0: I also I also didn't like how she, uh, she goes to uh the hospital like in her Dexter murder outfit. And, uh, and she like holds a knife to a cop's throat and then she's just able to leave the hospital the next, like after that, like, like her whole plan involved her going at the time the cop was going to go in the room. Like, why didn't she just go earlier and say, Hey, he's going to escape. Somebody double check his, his bonds in there. Like that's the, the whole end uh, of the movie, like have a lot of like plot like it, why four why why, 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 why 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 movie questions slack. yeah yeah it definitely says give me give it a break but and you totally do because the movie is totally fun
1: yeah if it was a serious movie i'd have i'd have issues with it but yeah. i'm like eh, whatever i can yeah. roll with this yeah and there's there's a lot to the you know you said that she's like the worst kind of sorority girl
0: uh-huh.
1: and and i sort of disagree because I, I put a lot of thought into this because i was like how is it that I am liking this person (laughs) right? because uh, they they don't have her be as dumb as the other annoying characters. And you've seen a lot of horror movies with me. You know that I do not care for, like, the annoying, you know, like, party characters that are just, like, all about partying and being annoying. Yeah. And so, like what what i figured out like i put likeable annoying mm-hmm. in my in my notes and what i figured must be the case is that she's likeable enough partly because she's not doing the same she's not as shallow as the other ones she's pretty mm-hmm. shallow but not as shallow as the other ones and as she's walking around anything that's going on around her that also annoys us annoys her as well yeah she's that's judgmental true, yeah of the other judgmental people. Yeah. And I think that allows for her to be likable. You're like, "Oh, yeah. okay. You, you you get how much the people around you suck." Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: And uh and as the movie goes along, her her character changes uh in a positive way, and she doesn't just change for the sake of changing. Like she realizes all the the terrible stuff that she's been doing uh and she doesn't like herself for it. So you go on, like, like the character has a, like a great arc, um, up until the end when she puts on her murder outfit and is going to go kill someone.
1: Um, well, one of the, as a movie, I think too, one of the reasons that, uh, one of the reasons that, I'm not too bothered by all these annoying people Uh is, uh, you know, like she's, she becomes likable, but it's also that you're not supposed to like the other people, you know, like in a lot of movies, it's like, Oh God, I can't stand these, this like cast of main characters. Right. Cause they're so fucking annoying, but you're not like, you're usually supposed to be rooting for them here. It's like, okay, I'm actually supposed to be annoyed by these people. And the ones that I'm rooting for are, the two people who are the most likable. Yeah. So it, it it, it works and you get to hate the people that are in all these other kinds of, you know, the, the kinds of people that are in these other movies and stuff. Um, and I got to say, I was with this movie, like from jump street because, uh, at the beginning when the universal logo goes uh uh-huh. like three times, yeah, I really dug that. <laughs> like, I, okay. I liked
0: it too. Um, my wife did not like this movie as much as I did and we hit play on the movie and i wasn't quite settled and the the logo starts doing that thing over and over again and i'm like oh hold on i'm not ready and we hit pause and she goes you're not going to rewind it are you and i'm like uh, <laughs> uh, i guess not um but um but uh yeah what a what a fun what a fun movie um and it really under the radar like i'm really glad that it it did well enough to earn itself a sequel um Mm -hmm. so that people like i don't know how the sequel is going to be it might be just terrible um but uh like it got me to watch the original which i i hope it's done for other people because it's a fun movie the the part that i hated the most though uh was right at the end when you think it's when you think it's over and the guy says oh you know what this was like that movie groundhog day and i'm like oh you didn't even have to mention it
1: I, I have I have three things in my notes that were things that I was like, oh, this is annoying or uh-huh. silly. That one was the one that actually bothered me. Yeah. Because I was like, you just didn't need to do this. And then once they make the joke, he just keeps talking about how she should see it. And I'm like, oh, get away from this. Like, yeah. Just let it be. And it, you can um, tell
0: they did it late, too, because it's it's all off camera, like while the camera's pulling out from the restaurant. and
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like. Pretty much ADR. Yeah. What were the, um, other,
0: the other negatives you had?
1: Well, the other thing was, that why is there a noose at the top of the bell tower? Uh,
0: <laughs> I think that's the rope for hanging the, uh, the for ringing the bell.
1: Uh, and she I, just I guess wraps so. it around her neck. I guess so. Uh, and then the other thing. Which is just weird. It's not. It's not even a complaint. It's just weird. Uh, is that the mascot's a baby? Oh
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like what kind of school would have a uh, mascot that was
0: that was dumb but effective?
1: It's it's funny, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the the face, the baby mask actually does work pretty well for yeah. this whole and um, you know in the movie in rebirth the movie, kind of thing.
0: It really works for me until the killer takes the mask off. Like once, once the mask goes away is when the movie starts to fall apart for me a little bit. Um, like it, for me, that's when the movie starts going downhill, but, um, still it's, it's fun. Cool movie.
1: Well, yeah. And you know what? I, I, when the, when there's the fake killer, you know, the woman that the, or the guy that the, her roommates kind of framing or whatever, right. um, when he like, I was like, maybe I misunderstood something. Maybe she, maybe her roommates, not the killer. Uh-huh. It's this a guy that was disappointing. I think I was, I think I was kind of relieved in a way that it was her roommate. Cause I was like, just to have it be some random guy would suck. Yeah. Um, so and, yeah, the, and the, the serial
0: the killers, uh, what's it? A red herring where it's supposed to throw you off yeah. of, uh, of, of who the real killer is. And, and she has like that perfect day, where she and and she has like the cupcake with the the guy at the end which is very 16 candles ish and uh and she goes to sleep and she wakes up and she's like what i i solved this she starts just screaming i i ended it and um and then she like runs home and the girl and the girl's there and she's like i died in my sleep it was the cupcake and i'm like oh this movie just needs to is the end and that's what's happening right here Is is they they just ran out of movie time. Uh, The ending's pretty sloppy, I feel, but up until that, like we we kind of I kind of figured out that it was the roommate because they mentioned that the roommate has some, um, like she says something like, and I can't wait to hear about your mystery man, uh, to the roommate, and I'm like, oh, maybe the roommate is like involved with the killer in the hospital, and she sets him free. And and that's what I thought was going to be the uh the the twist is that the the roommate was setting the killer free but that was the twist but it was a red herring because the killer was the roommate and she was right. trying to poison her
1: yeah, but, yeah. I, 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 but like I some of that, some of that stuff not bother me too much. Some of that the, stuff
0: the, doesn't doesn't work because like it, it doesn't work if you start thinking about it too hard. You just got to go along for the ride because like, how was she able to find her down when she was like driving away?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it's got it's got, uh, horror movie like villain physics.
0: Yeah, and like like the killer is able to find her no matter where she goes. Um, yeah and uh it works it works until you start thinking about it too much but like that scene with the cop where she's like thank you for arresting me and then the, yeah. and then he gets hit by the car <laughs> <laughs> and he's just laying in like a crumpled heap and then uh for some reason gas is pouring out of the 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 gas fill door
1: that yeah, because that's how that works. That doesn't
0: happen. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. Keep going, movie. You're you're winning me over.
1: Yeah, it's all good.
0: Yeah. So that's a solid recommend from both me and Matt. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and even if you do feel like the ending doesn't quite work for you, it's it's not enough to detract from enjoying the hell out of this movie.
0: Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Um. And I'm excited to see the, the sequel when it comes out on video. Cause I'm not going to go see it in theaters. <laughs> I just want the will. time. Well, then I can't wait to hear about it. Um, well that brings us to the next segment on the, sh- that's all your movies, right?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. But before we go into our lists, uh-huh. since that's like the, the final thing, um, I just wanted to point out <laughs> that let's go over to DC corner again, or oh, Aquaman okay. corner. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard the news, but, like, Aquaman is now the highest grossing DC movie above the Dark Knight. I did hear that. I'm just so mad.
0: The movie's (laughs) going to make over a billion dollars.
1: I have been listening to so many new podcasts in the past week to hear reviews of uh, Glass Uh and Aquaman. Yeah. (laughs) To, to, To just kind of, you know... Process these clashes that, that I have. Right? Like, what is you uh, enjoying glass and people at all enjoying Aquaman? that's not research, working well?
0: What has your research told you?
1: That the people who don't like it are like either of these movies are getting everything right, <laughs> and then <laughs> that there are other people. <laughs> like, half the people love these movies. And then the ones who don't, I'm like, okay, I feel sane again. Uh huh. Um, yeah, (laughs) it's, 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 it's not resolving anything. Yeah. And then to find out that Aquaman is the top grossing DC movie is just so disappointing (laughs) when it's, it's just, it's such garbage. It's such, it's so poorly put together and it's such a lazy piece of crap. And then there's like the dark Knight. That's a legitimately great movie. And which one's going to be encouraging DC to go with, you know, a a kind of movie in the future It's probably going to be this utter garbage.
0: Yeah, they're going to they're not going to follow Christopher Nolan's thoughtful, introspective crime fighter movie. They're going to go with the colorful, crazy Aquaman movie.
1: And I'll bet you that it won't work after that. I don't, know, I, don't yeah. I don't know why I don't know why Aquaman did as well. I know a lot of it has to do with like overseas. Yeah. Um uh audiences, but I I I don't I guess I don't know what overseas audiences actually like cuz I can't I can't pinpoint I mean, what. Like
0: a lot of a lot of the times it has to do with like like it's the reason that Stallone and uh Schwarzenegger movies did so well is because the plots are very they're very simple to understand and very easy to translate into um uh the people in other cultures are able to understand what's going on without having to adjust from their normal day to day understanding of things. Like it's like how, when I tried to watch that Bollywood movie, the Padma where I'm like, I don't understand anything that's going on in this movie. Um, like a, a movie like Aquaman is really easy to figure out what's going on. Like, Oh, he's the rightful King, a uh, big battle. This was a fun action movie, big budget movie. And I think that's what brings people in.
1: But it wasn't fun. <laughs>
0: I, I know. I didn't have fun at all. I had actually. Oh, I did have fun with with you watching it. Like it was. But if I had to see that in theaters by myself, I th- I think I might have walked out.
1: I would have walked out. I I, I would have walked out. I would have walked. Yeah, probably at that moment that I looked at my watch and saw that we're an hour into the movie and it could start there. Yeah. I probably would have been like, "Well, screw this. I'm out of here." Yeah. I I, I will say this. One of the reviews that I listened to, the uh, man, what's the name of this review? Um, it, it's kind of like it's it, it, if if you and I were hip, <laughs> and we also had you
0: mean you mean fem- more hip?
1: Yeah, sure. And had a uh, female co-host. Uh-huh. Uh, this this show might be us. Um, but if I can find the name of it, I'll, I'll let you know. But they. Man, they could not let go how bad the music was.
0: Oh, the music was awful.
1: Yeah, and they were just hammering that home over and over again. I was really glad that someone hated the music in that movie. Uh Because they kept talking about how it was like practically doing like... And like... We're in the desert. Practically sound effects for, yeah, cheesy stuff. Could have just peed on it. Yeah. Yeah podcast is called Movie Trailer Reviews. Movie
0: Trailer Reviews. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then I also started listening to one um, cuz I, I I found their review of Glass and kind of enjoyed that, but uh-huh. uh it's called The Countdown. Movie and TV Reviews. And uh the two hosts, man, they're they're kind of likable, but one of them has this like nutso laugh. That just, it, it's, it It sounds like if, if you were to listen to Scooby-Doo on crack, Okay. like this guy laughing, it, it's, it's a little, it's a little hard to take, but the two guys obviously like have known each other forever. So they've got kind of a likable chemistry and
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, I don't agree with all of their, their takes on things, but it, they kind of balance each other out. Mm-hmm. So there's usually of the two of them, one of them I can agree with. and. Uh, their their take on Glass, I was I was pretty good
0: with. When the other people that you listen to about Glass, did they have that that liked it? Did they like it for the same reasons I did?
1: Um, I don't know. I think I turned those ones off. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the people that I've talked to that have seen it, um, they like it for for th- many of the reasons that that I did. But I haven't talked to anyone besides you who didn't like it. I, but I
1: heard enough. But I've only to- talked to a
0: few people who saw it.
1: I heard enough of the ones who did like it to get the feel that they're pretty much Shyamalan fanboys.
0: Those exist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah.
1: Chris Stuckman's a Shyamalan fanboy. Is he? Oh yeah.
0: He liked Glass too. Uh,
1: you know he he reviewed it twice. Uh-huh. Um, he did a non-spoiler review and said he wasn't giving it a rating. Uh huh. And you could tell he was pretty disappointed with it. But then. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that I know what's going on in his head, but it sure looked like he wanted to like it. And then he came back, and someone in the meantime took his spoiler-free review and said this was a negative review, and that seemed to piss him off. Uh, and his spoiler review was suddenly uh, I don't know. Like it, it, it seemed like it was more favorable than before.
0: And okay. Like, ah, 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 oh, I like ah, I liked Glass.
1: <laughs> i
0: know um all right so that brings us to uh oh yeah. are, are we at a dc corner
1: put, yeah 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 all
0: right it's time for our movie rankings for week 101 uh matt where will you put batman year one
1: that is a good question Nick. <laughs> um <laughs> let me look at my list okay batman year one um I think I'm gonna put that under Life After Beth. Okay. No. Oh no. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I enjoyed it more than Vice, so I'm gonna put it under Life After Beth.
0: Okay. Let me. Uh. Bat. Man. Year. One. Week. One oh one. And then you saw pi- pie chart.
1: <laughs> pie wacket.
0: Pie wacket.
1: Yeah. Um. I am going to put pie wacket above life after Beth.
0: Oh, just uh, into the so, just so uh, everyone's clear. Batman Year One in, went into Matt's number nine spot, so it's breaking the top ten, and you're putting pie wacket in the number eight spot. Pie, whack it. Autocorrect wants me to change that to, few a key.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't enjoying me trying to write about it either.
0: <laughs> Week 101. And then uh, where would you put Happy Death Day?
1: Happy Death Day is going in my number four slot, right oh. under, oh, sorry, number five slot, right under Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and above Bumblebee. Okay. Come on. Happy yeah, it wasn't good enough to beat out Spider-Man. Death in Day, Spider Verse,
0: week one oh one. All right, great. Aquaman is in last place at twenty three, and Ellie Confidential is still at number one for you. Yep. Uh, now it's my turn. And what did I talk about this week? I talked about Batman and Harley Quinn. Um, I'm gonna say that that. Oh God, uh, I'm gonna put that at my bottom. Worse, really? Than, worse than Mrs. Claus?
1: Oh wow! Oh man,
0: it was really bad.
1: You I mean, should, it was bad. It. Wow! I'm I'm there's I'm there's got to
0: be like five dick jokes in it.
1: Wow! Like, it does. It doesn't help that it was short.
0: It wasn't short. It's like an hour and a half.
1: But I mean, didn't it at least feel shorter than Granny? whatever that was mrs claus any Claus? yeah
0: no mrs claus mrs claus took us three nights to watch it maybe four i don't remember um it was it's worse than mrs claus like i had no joy in batman and harley quinn except for that one moment when she farts and batman says it smells like discipline that cracked me up i thought that was funny the the
1: fart itself didn't make you laugh right it was no no like
0: when that when the fart happened i was like is this happening Is this really happening in a Batman comic cartoon or, you know, like, is this really happening? And then they did it again.
1: Yeah, that's the problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then the other movie I saw was Happy Death Day. And uh, I'm going to put that. Boy, I can't put it above Predator. Um, I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it (laughs) into the number nine slot. Uh above Once Upon a Time in America and below Wreck-It Ralph.
1: Happy really? Death Wreck It Ralph day. better than that, okay. Week Wreck It Ralph was good.
0: One oh one. And I think I think at some point we should be able to like uh, long into the future we should be able to come back to our list and and analyze it and see if we made mistakes. <laughs> um <laughs> Because, like, as time goes on, Teen Titans is now, Teen Titans Go to the Movies is now at, like, number 16 on my list. And I feel like that should be higher. Because um, I really enjoyed that. That is a great DC animated movie. You should check did, that out. You would love it. Did
1: you enjoy it more than the things above it?
0: Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, like I'm probably going to see it again. And, like, as time goes on, I might enjoy it more than I did the first time I saw it. So, like, when I see it again, would I put it higher on the list? Maybe. Maybe. But that's a question for another day. Um, so I guess that's going to wrap things up for us this week. Uh, anything at the end, Matt?
1: Um, man, I've been listening to so many new podcasts. I feel like I should have one to recommend. But uh, <laughs> um, actually, you know what? There is a – there is a um, podcast that i would suggest and that's called reply all mm-hmm. if i haven't recommended it before i would strongly recommend it um doesn't come out with episodes super frequently it might be like every other week or maybe once a month um they call it a show about the internet but it's actually pretty loosely tied to the internet um and it's two guys that get along pretty well um And they have a producer who does this thing. Sometimes they have like episodes that include or are all, um, this thing called yes, yes, no, where the two guys are likely to know what's going on, but their producer is like, Hey, I saw this post or this meme or something. Well, I have no idea what it means. Can you tell me? Uh And then by the end, they try to get it to the point where all three of them would be able to explain it. Um, but they they also end up doing some pretty interesting investigation stuff. Like the, I think it's one of the two guys in particular will like track these things down. So in the last episode, it was about um, the robocalls. Yeah, and they get into like, here's what's going on with robocalls. Here's how these things are working. And usually these things pop up because someone involved in the show is like, hey, I've been getting this robocall what's the deal? (laughs) And then the guy will go, I don't know. Let me go find out. There's one, uh, two part episode where I think it started with someone forgetting something in a cab and then trying to call and find out where their wallet went or something like that. And by the end of the two episodes, he's in India, like talking to this guy that's running this scam operation. It's, it's really cool. And it's nice for someone like me who doesn't, no computers and things like that. <laughs> is it is <laughs> it like an stuff. NPR
0: show? Because it sounds like it's got a a budget and and whatnot.
1: Um, it, it definitely has a budget. I'm not sure if it's on NPR or not. It's part of the Gimlet Media, um,
0: okay. family.
1: So yeah, it's definitely like high on the quality chain.
0: Okay. Is it like a Radiolab kind of uh, storytelling?
1: If I were going to compare it to something, I think Radiolab would probably be the closest. Okay. Like, old Radiolab. Radiolab really lost me.
0: Yeah, you know, it <laughs> kind of lost me, too. Like, I, I'm not sure where, but, like, I I used to be really excited to, to see a new episode, and now I'm just kind of, like, either either I'm just, like, not interested, or I don't feel like crying.
1: Well, I th- I think what happened was they lost one of their—they uh, lost Lulu Miller, mm-hmm. who went over to work on Invisibilia, which is a great podcast. Check that one out, and um, I, I think she was a big part of it because the show used to be kind of philosophical, yeah, and really looking like what's what's the what are the implications of the questions that we're running across, yeah, and they get really into that. And Invisibilia sort of does that, um, and then once she was gone, Radiolab just became Story Time, yeah, and yeah, instead that's, of like
0: it's really true
1: yeah instead of like getting into like these philosophical questions they'd be like let me tell you this story and i'm like you know what that's the part of this american life that i always skip at yeah. the end where they start getting into story time i'm like okay i'm done i'm gonna yeah. skip that yeah so once radio Labs started having episodes where it's just we're gonna tell you a story i'm like fuck this
0: yeah i can make up my
1: own stories i don't need to hear
0: this yeah that's a great sure. that's great uh i feel exactly the same way
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and that's kind of why I got away from Radio Lab. Like, I'll go back and listen to old Radio Lab episodes, and like the one thing that that uh, about the end of a Radio Lab e- uh, episode was, um, like, I'd always never had an answer for you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the story was never over, and I was always like, "Oh man, I wish this this story went on for forever." And and it and it told me, <laughs> I wish it would just tell me how to feel at the end. But like, that seems to be like all that they try to do is just tell like a vague, a very specific story, and then at the end it just finishes. Like yeah. it doesn't have that vague. Well, like only the future knows the answer. It's, it, just it's
1: not like thoughtful, right? Is it, or thought provoking. It's still really yeah, well you don't produced. Walk away, still like I love still I, chewing
0: on it. I love the way that they produce the show, like the way they the the sound design of the show and all that stuff. But the the way that they present their stories uh, just doesn't strike me as well as it used to.
1: Yeah, the actual content's not as as thought-provoking. And, and even if they did answer the question, like, in, uh, I think it was like an episode about color, um, they, uh... It, they, they give you pretty definitive answers to some things, mm-hmm. but they still end up raising more questions. Yeah, yeah. So at the end, you're like, oh, huh, now i got to yeah, walk around I'm, thinking about that.
0: I'm interested Neato. in so many more things. Like, uh, like, my favorite episodes are the ones that always start off lighthearted. And then by the end, you're like, well, I think I might cry for the next 10 minutes with <laughs> L- this story about a sticker factory and, oh, uh, it's involved with something. I don't know. There was no Sticker Factory episode that I'm aware of. But...
1: Oh, yeah, but I think it was in the color episode, too, where they were like, uh, they were talking about, oh, yeah, this this shade of yellow comes from this sap in this tree. And when you go to check out these trees, there are bullets in them, because this is what people used to be basket or something like that. Oh, wow. <sighs> yeah.
0: Well, that was Podcast Corner. <laughs> um,
1: we'll call that Pod on Pod
0: Yeah. Um, if you would like to sponsor One of our corners Like for instance we do Preview Corner When we go to the movies uh, and Preview Corner is brought to you by the big ticket If you want us to mention your name Every time we mention a, a, a corner Check us out on Patreon uh, Go to thisweekinfilm.com You'll find a link to it there um, Other than that uh, If that's the end of the reel We'll see you next week in film.
1: See ya.